family, and welcome to Normal with Autism, the podcast where we invite you to the kitchen table to learn about our lives in the special needs community, and we provide hope and encouragement uh, to those joining us, and yeah, hey, I'm Tara. Hey, I'm Sarah. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Hey. You know, I, I was just saying before we got started, like, I love it when we interview people because it's a lot of energy Mm -hmm. and a lot of fun, but I also like it when just the two of us get to talk. Yeah. So, and I would say we haven't seen each other in a while, but we regularly. But it has been a little while because some day, some weeks we see each other like five days a week. And then sometimes we'll go like a week and a half without seeing each other. And it feels like a long time. It does. But it's because we spend so much time together. We do. Yeah. And on Marco Polo. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys know about Marco Polo? It is. It's the best. It's fun and uh, 25 videos. Yeah. Right? (laughs) You can go a whole day and have 20. How do you handle that at work? What do you... Do you have, but your work is like a special place, right? Like you pretty much. Yeah, like I'm at my desk a lot. Get away with pretty much anything. That is not true. Okay. If my boss is listening, that is not true. (laughs) Sorry, Sarah's boss. (laughs) No, um, no, sometimes I'll go check my phone and I have like 15 Marco Polos, but I like it because it's like, well, we're in a group with six girls, six women. Shout out to the fingernail of trust. (laughs) We love you. And we just have a lot to say, but I love it because it's like a reality show with my friends sometimes. Like, didn't think about it that way. <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun. A reality show with your friends. I like that. Yeah. That's good. That Well, it was kind of like yesterday. Can we talk about our two friends and where they, our two friends who know where they are, who not in state right now. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of like living their best lives secret ops and like we can't really say like yeah who they are and what they're doing but they are living their but best they, life they, they brought us along on their road trip through they, marco polo yes <laughs> and we got that was like a reality show yeah, yesterday cause it was awesome they were what on a forerunner and on a four-wheeler on a four-wheeler for i don't know i don't ride those things i don't, I don't either they were doing some kind of farm thing that involved a vehicle and they went to a cheese castle and they went to a cheese castle so yay i was kind of disappointed by the cheese castle i'm just gonna say it it was not everything that i had hoped it would be from the outside so i mean as far as cheese castles go (laughs) it's not the worst one i've seen are there you said cheese castles plural is there more than one i'm assuming there's more than one in the world there's more than one cheese castle probably fantastic people please let us know we have listeners around the world we do we i mean we have listeners in england yeah in ireland africa where there are real castles yeah not in africa we but have, we have are there castles in africa no we have listeners in africa we do have listeners in africa there's probably castles in africa People from Africa, please let us know, do you have castles? People in Ireland, please let us know, are your castles full of cheese? That's all we need to know. <laughs> but like, I, Would you die if somebody like got on our Facebook page and like, I listen to you in Ireland. Yes, we have a cheese castle. It would make me so happy. They could send it into Marco Polo so I could hear it in their accent. It would be the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's all we need. But like, okay, listen, I'm not good at being smart. <laughs> Did they have cheese back in, like, castle times? When was cheese invented? Uh, that's a really good question. 
I would Google it, but I don't want to lose my screen. Are you going to look it up gonna, as we're I'm talking? I'm going to look it up, guys. I'll let you know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we have a new um, challenge. We want to know when cheese was invented. Um, I'm assuming... I'm just going to take 8,000 BC. Eight, okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that that means 8,000 years before Jesus walked the earth. It was first di- discovered around 8,000 BC, around the time when sheep were first domesticated. I didn't know sheep were wild. I, I guess all the animals were wild before we domesticated them. I guess. Okay. Rennet, the enzyme used to make cheese, is naturally present in the stomachs of ruminants. What's, what's what, a ruminant? Is a what? Naturally present in the stomachs of ruminants. Okay. I wish y'all could see Sarah's face right now. Don't say we don't do our research for this show. Don't ever say that. We do our research on the show. Because clearly we we do. A ruminant. <laughs> We've gone down a Google black hole. cattle, sheep, goats, buffalo, deer, elk, oh. giraffes, and camels. Oh, I thought you were saying like an ant, like a little crawly on the ground. No, a ruminant. A ruminant? Ruminant? No clue. <laughs> Something with hooves and... Should we start over? <laughs> We probably like, should. Do you ever wonder that? Like, how did people, like, discover these things? How did they discover cheese? Yeah. Like, how did they the... discover beer? Right? How they discover hamburgers? Like, who's the first one that was like, I'm going to go kill that cow over there. I'm glad you. I'm going to patty it up, and I'm going to put it over a fire, and I'm going to see what happens. We could we could go to BrewDog and have an episode since it's. Oh, about beer? Here. Yeah. And ask them to tell us the history of beer and. They could, they could tell us for sure. They have a beer museum. They do. Okay. It's actually pretty cool. All right. Next episode, we're headed to BrewDog. Get at us, we're BrewDog. Coming, we're coming your way. <laughs> what is happening? I'm not sure. I am so sorry, every single person listening right now. This is not what we were going to talk not, about today at not. all. This has nothing to do with the episode. So if you're if you're still listening, can you pause for just a second and rate, review, and subscribe wherever this is coming to your ear holes, because we would pretty much appreciate that. It would yeah, be... be iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. Yes, yeah. Please go rate, review, and subscribe because that's how we get in front of more ear holes. And um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Normal with Autism. We have new followers. We we do. And we want to give a shout out to all the new followers. Yes. Can we talk about Tara wrote a beautiful Aww. article, piece, blog, essay, novel for one of our favorite blogs, Finding Keeper's Voice. And she did an incredible job. And it what was the name of the blog again? The post? The, the name of the post was The Seventh Year. The Seventh Year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Guys, go read it. Um, so we got some new followers from that post. So if you're new to us, welcome. Welcome. And, and we thank love you. you. And we're sorry for everything that's happened so far. Right. We, we know this is, you were th- not <laughs> thinking like, I want to go and listen to a podcast all about cheese, cheese and beer. <laughs> that's not us. So um, we're going to talk today about, we, we actually did this on our live episode on our I can't, I can't our, call our live show, our appearance. live appearance. I don't know what it was. Meet and greet. We don't really have a live episode. We're talking about doing a live episode. Spoiler alert. Ah. It's um, part of 
of our super special secret thing that's happening that you guys can't know about. With our super secret friends who are out living their best that life. We're also not allowed to talk about. In Cheese Castle. They're going to yell at us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, so um, we did this topic called Shattering the Lies. That's what we're going to talk for just a few minutes about today. And so why don't we just kind of dive right into it. Um, Sarah and I, again, did this as a um, kind of live show where we talked to a women's ministry um, about shattering the lies. And basically, it was lies we believe about ourselves as as women yes. in general. Um, and basically, um, we just kind of wanted to invite our listeners into the subject um, because I'm sure that all of us going through life, there's a set of lies that we believe about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of playing like tapes in our head, right? And so what happens is that they get stuck in there and we hear these same things over and over and over again and we believe it. Mm -hmm. Because there's a theory that we have when we work with people, like if you tell someone the table they're sitting at is red, right? But it's really brown. Mm -hmm. But you tell them over and over and over and over again, like this table is red. Like, they're going to start to believe it. Oh, interesting. Yes. And that's kind of how the lies work in our brains. They get on these tapes. They play over and over in our head again. And we start to believe them. Makes sense. So we want to do a couple of things today. We want to talk about the lies that each of us believe. Sarah and I have some that are personal to us. Um, and then we want to talk a little bit about where they come from and then how to defeat those lies. So you're going to meet Tara, the therapist today. Oh, geez. That's right. I forgot. Well, you keep us keep us real that I don't get to therapy. And side note, legal disclaimer, I may be a therapist, but I'm not your therapist. Mm. If you are listening to this and you would like someone to talk to, go find somebody wherever you are. You can go to psychologytoday.com. They have a really good list. You can put in your area code and it will have their pictures and bios and Mm -hmm. links to their websites. That's where I went. And you can call your insurance company if you have insurance and ask for help that way to speak to a licensed mental health professional. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure there's some national numbers we could come up with to give you here towards the end of the show. So Mm -hmm. um, please, 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 if you're listening to any of this and... You need to go talk to somebody, go talk to somebody. You don't have to wait until things go off the rails. You don't have to wait until things are terrible, but um, just go talk to somebody. It could be your pastor. It could be a a licensed mental health person, a good friend. Mm -hmm. Go talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, So do you want to start or do you want me to start with the first lie? You can start. That we believe. You want me to start? Okay. So um, the first lie that I believe about myself is that um, I am not enough or on the other side of that I am I am too much like I'm I'm too big I'm too bold I'm too noisy I give too much information that kind of thing Um, and I want to talk for a minute about when I think I first recognized this lie It was basically when um, my husband and I were in a really bad situation in our marriage. We were not doing well. Um, It was around 10 years ago, 
And um, unfortunately, it got to the point where we thought maybe a divorce was going to be in our future. Um, We weren't listening to each other. We couldn't hear each other. We weren't agreeing on things. We basically weren't connecting in any way, shape, or form. Um, And it got so bad that... um, We went to a therapist. We thought about divorce. I had actually gone and talked to a lawyer Mm. to find out what divorce would involve. Um, And basically, it was a very traumatic time in my life. So what I ended up telling myself from that trauma experience was that I wasn't enough for my husband. I wasn't enough of um, a wife. I wasn't enough of a mother. I wasn't enough of a person. Um, because, you know, if there's nothing wrong with you, right, or if you're enough, you can keep your man, right? Right. Or if you're doing all the right things, you can keep your marriage together or you can keep your partnership together. Um, and I think that's what younger people tend to believe, um, is that as long as I have this checklist of things that I'm following, nothing can go wrong Mm -hmm. in my marriage or in my partnership, Um, And honestly, that's just not true. Um, And you might be feeling this way. You might be married. You might be divorced. You might be in a relationship. You might be looking for a relationship. You might be going around feeling like you're not enough or that sometimes you're too much. Like I used to think that if I had just kept my mouth shut or if I had just agreed or if I had just fill in the blank if I hadn't been you know who I was um, too much information or I was too sad or I was too happy that everything would be fine and what I came to discover was that's just not the case Mm -hmm. Um, the problems that happened in my marriage 10 years ago happened through a series of small decisions and big decisions and small events and things just kind of piled up on one on top of another Um, And I will say today we are happily married still. You know, we did the work. Um, We worked through some of our stuff. But the lie that I believed, and I still, I mean, it still happens to me today, 10 years later, I still believe sometimes that there's too much. Like, I'm too much. I give too much to people. I ask for too much. And that I'm not enough. Like, I can't handle this. I can't deal with it. Um, so yeah, so that's one of the lies that I, I struggle with on a regular basis. Either I'm not enough Mm -hmm. or I'm too much. Yeah. I think a lot of us can identify with that Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Tara. Yes. I'm not beautiful and I should be ashamed of my body. And that is your lie. That is my lie. Mm -hmm. I think that could probably resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. Listening. I resonate with that. Yeah. I, um, you know, you guys know what I sound like, but you may not know what I look like. I am a, I'm a big girl. I got a. Big girls represent. a lot to give. Yes. Um. Some junk in the trunk. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, some of that is from, I'm a, a mom of two. I have gained weight from depression medications I've taken and I also just really like Reese cups there's a lot of reasons why I am the size that I am Reese cups are the bomb I'm just Reese pumpkins I'm so happy right now okay oh my gosh okay so 
um, you know, I, I see myself in the mirror. I know what I look like. And uh, I also know what society tells me I should look like. They're not the same. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, and listen, I absolutely believe that I was made in God's image. He knit me together while I was in my mother's womb. Blah, blah, blah. I was made in his image. I like how you threw the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there. Like, no big deal. So whatever. All right. I just wish that he would have used a different image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the one he used for Scarlett Johansson. Or Chrissy Teigen. Or Jason Momoa. <laughs> God's perfect specimen. I think it should be a challenge that every episode we somehow mention Jason Momoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm good with it. You can give a Jason Momoa update. Oh, that will be a yes. new segment. What are you up to? I love He's it. He's been um, at the UN preaching about climate control. Can we can we have him on the podcast to talk Please. about it? Let's see if he's available. <laughs> I'll get on his phone. I'll get to his people. Speaking of autism, how's the oceans? <laughs> How are they looking? <laughs> I love All it. five oceans, because apparently there's five now. I didn't realize that. Oh, there's a southern ocean now. Okay. They took away a planet and added an ocean since we graduated from school. Okay. Yeah, I have a fifth grader now. That's how I know that. Okay. I was like, this is wrong. Like. He's labeling a map. He's like, I need your help. And I was like, this isn't a thing. And he's like, no, it is. And I was like, when did they add a fifth ocean? I was so mad. Craziness. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So back to... Back to Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. Could you imagine if I was Jason Momoa? I kind of have the hair for it. Let's just talk. Let's just... Listen. Let's do a... A meditation right now. Just close your eyes and not picture if you're Jason driving. Momoa. Not if you're driving. Pull it's over. It's, oh. Okay. Moving on. Um, listen, society tells us we need to be tall and thin and blonde and wear expensive makeup and high heels and have no cellulite and a flat stomach, you know, 17 minutes after you gave birth. And, 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 and. It's impossible, you guys. We cannot meet society's standards for beauty. We're not Jason Momoa. We can't do it. So the good news is you don't have to. You are you. You are beautiful. Listen, what did Lizzo tell us? Mm-hmm. She told us to um, do her do the hair toss and check our nails. Yeah. Because we're feeling good as hell. That's right. I love it. That's right. Yeah. And we deserve this society will tell us that we're not beautiful and we get to tell them that they are wrong. We are worthy of taking up space in this world just like everybody else. So you're beautiful. Your body is banging. Don't care who you are. Boom. And can I throw this mic? You, you is that cannot. okay? Can I drop Craig, it? Craig would be sad. You dropped your pen though. I, and that's the best I could do. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and if you want to if you're unhappy with your physical appearance, it's completely your choice on how you want to change it or improve it. You don't have to meet any standard that's out there. Right. You get to decide. You don't let other people make that decision for you. That being said, there are, you know, 
if you have depression and anxiety and you have trouble getting out of bed in the morning, it can be hard to Mm -hmm. go to the gym Mm -hmm. or eat a salad when you want comfort food because Mm -hmm. you're sad. Mm -hmm. Like there are obstacles, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand you're, you work and you have a family and you have to clean your house and there isn't time to work out for an hour. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Can I give a shout out to a couple of programs that I've discovered recently about that whole thing? Maybe we can get them as a sponsor. Okay. I can be like, hey, you want to sponsor us? And they'll be like, who are you? Right. (laughs) So Noom is amazing. I'm just going to tell everybody to go check it out. Okay. It's reasonably priced. Like I could afford it. Right. And not be worried about it. And it's on your phone. Um, So what's amazing about it is that it's not a traditional like diet where Mm -hmm. you take things away from your um, eating repertoire, if you will, because when you do that, that's punishing yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you're more likely not to continue to follow that. But what it does is it gets you to think differently about food. And it's really crazy. Like I saw somewhere... I don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram. Somebody posted a a comment about like women spend so much time thinking about what they should eat and how they should look that Mm -hmm. they don't have enough mental energy left for to actually do it like really important stuff. Yeah. You know, like worrying about climate change or, you know, how your kids are doing in school or things like that. And it's true because I started this Noom program and I'm about six weeks into it. And the mental energy that I've freed up not thinking about what I'm going to put in my mouth next Mm. has been amazing. That I have enough mental energy to put into a workout. And I'm doing T-Mac Fitness. I'll give them a shout out. What is it? T-Mac? Yep. Like mac and cheese? Yep. Yep. And you don't do anything with mac and cheese in the workouts, I'm just telling you. I mean, if I like did a sit-up every time I got to the top, I got a bite of mac and cheese... You would be. I would absolutely do that. Okay. I'll let them, I'll give them that critical, please, please do. critical feedback. I would like a percentage of whatever <laughs> they earn from that. Comes their way. So TMAC Fitness, it's also affordable and it's online. And what I like about it is that you don't need any equipment Okay. to do the workouts. Like I have my yoga mat and that's all I need. And there's a beginner level and like an intermediate level that you can follow it tells you every day what workout to do and if you can work up to it what they would like you to do is work out 20 minutes in the morning take a walk for 20 minutes at lunch and take a walk for 20 minutes at dinner okay does everybody have 20 minutes to do that I mean most days (laughs) probably you were like maybe I know I do if I thought about working out for an hour at a time yeah that feels a lot really overwhelming But I can do a 20-minute walk. I can do a 20-minute workout in the morning. And I've been doing that, and it's been pretty amazing. Um, I have lost weight. I have more energy. I'm sleeping better. Um, I just overall feel, like, stronger, and I've only been doing it for about two weeks now. Nice. So looking for programs, if you do want to make a change, that makes sense to you. And this makes sense to me because it's not about, like, you know, limiting everything and you work Mm -hmm. out for an hour at a time. It's like these small little changes that make sense. But do it because you want to feel better or you want to, you know, prove something to yourself. Don't do it to punish yourself. Don't do it because, you you know, this magazine tells you you have to. Right. Or, you know, this you want to look like the 
I don't know, Bachelorette or whatever. I don't watch Or you want to look like Jason know. Momoa? I mean... Back to that. Back to that. Okay. Yeah. Just right. just know that you're so much more than what you look like or what you weigh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that you, too, can start a podcast. You, too, can... Listen, I've got a face for radio. <laughs> love it all right next lie shall we move on yep um the next lie that i believe is i don't know what i'm doing been there now i don't know like this lie actually has some basis in research and i can't remember everything about it but i i learned about it um several years ago at a conference for mental health therapists um, we learned about what's called the imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, I'm a photographer, so absolutely. <laughs> well, tell, well, tell me, about, what do you know about it? So imposter syndrome is very common ar- 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 long among creatives. Mm-hmm. You know, they just feel like they're never good enough. Mm-hmm. They're so self-critical. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing they ever do will ever be enough. Is this why you stay up until four in the morning editing my photos? Definitely why. On the day you take them? <laughs> uh-huh. That's oh, why. my. I wanted to come over and, like, give you a blanket and a pillow and be like, <laughs> please go to sleep. You can do this later. Anxiety. <laughs> Listen, I have 12 sessions coming up, and uh, I'll sleep in December. <laughs> I love it. Just, yeah, okay. Just, I'll bring you, like, some melatonin and a Reese's pumpkin or something. Please do. <laughs> so you can calm down. <laughs> Maybe some vodka. Not sure. Man, there's days I really wish I drank. <laughs> and it's coming up, right? I'm just going to like diffuse out of him. I'm telling you guys, it gets bad. Will you invite me over when you do that sure. just so I can see what happens? Sure. I want to understand this. Just kidding, guys. Don't do that. Yeah, that's bad. That's not a way Find to... Find def- better coping skills. <laughs> right. That's a way to defeat lies. Don't listen to me. Not a way to defeat lies. So I don't know what I'm doing. The imposter syndrome. I think it came about in the 70s. Like, they first started researching it in, like, the 70s or 80s. And it had a lot to do mostly with women. Mm-hmm. women who would get into these like higher up kind of levels whether it be in business or whatever area you're in and yeah they would get to this point where they would feel like I don't belong here they're gonna find out I'm a fraud mm-hmm. um, what's wrong with me you know how did I how did I get this far um, so basically the imposter syndrome is kind of like personally it's kind of my default position. Mm-hmm. I think especially in, and you tell me what you think, I think especially in new situations, right? When I'm in a new situation, um, when I'm asked to do like a new thing, step out of my comfort zone, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why would you want, why would you want me to do that? Right. right? And it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, let me, let me decide that I'm bad at this before you decide that way I have control over it yeah that is my default position yeah yeah and it's not I think it's not for me personally it's not because like I'm fearful of um I don't know what am I fearful of in that it's not for me that I'm like fearful that I'll I'll really screw something up I mean that is there sometimes 
but I think it's wrestling with the idea that I'm the responsible adult in mm. the in the room a lot of times. Like I'm the mature, responsible decision maker. Like I take that responsibility, and that responsibility gets heavy, mm-hmm. like real quick. And I think it real. I think it gets real quick heavy. Like there's that extra level of difficulty added when you're a special needs parent. Yeah. Because there's so many big decisions Mm -hmm. that seem to come our way. Mm -hmm. You know, everything from where do I send my kiddo to school to what therapist do I need him to work with to, you know, how do I get the financial support that he needs for his future, he or she needs for his future. Um, That's a lot of heavy, like being entirely responsible for someone else's life is is pretty heavy. Yeah. Well, I always say I'm the frontal lobe for my entire family mm-hmm. because I have two kids with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has his, you know, he's my, my partner and he's great and he helps with everything, but mm-hmm. there's still so much that falls back on me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so much that my kids can't do on their own because mm-hmm. of, you know, just their executive functioning skills mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they just don't remember or they can't process you know multi-step directions like that's a that's a lot when you're trying to get yourself through life plus these at least two other people like it's it's a lot I think there's a lot to say for something about the mental load that women carry in the family yes. and I know our our friend well she's my friend I don't know if you've met her yet Eliza have you met Eliza mm-hmm. yet no she is a midwife a doula okay a person who I'm probably not getting the terminology correct she's a person who helps bring babies into the world mm-hmm. right in the homes and that kind of thing um, she's an amazing lady and she and I were, we went out just a little while ago and we were talking about like the mental load that women carry in the mm-hmm. families and gentlemen, if you're listening or for those of you listening who are like my gentleman does a lot, I'm not downplaying the role that the no, gentlemen no, play. I mean, if my husband didn't go out there and do the hard work he does, I couldn't be sitting here doing this with you right now. Right. right? Um, but I'm talking about that mental load that we carry of like, I have to, um, schedule all of Finn's appointments. I have to keep track of, you know, what he needs to go to next. I have to worry about where Quentin goes and keep track of who he's talking to and all Mm -hmm. of his appointments and his commitments. Mostly he has commitments like with youth and choir and stuff like that. Um, and then I have to be like, are we going to the grocery store? Did the bills get paid? How's the house looking? What mm-hmm. about the dog? Mm-hmm. I haven't called the vet for the dog yet, by the way. I need to do that. Um, I just I should make myself a to-do list as we're doing yeah. the podcast, like <laughs> the little things that I think of. Tara's vet, if you're hearing this, please give Tara a call. Exactly. So, so all of those things, and I do it because I don't want Keith to have to think about it because I want him to be able to go to work and be focused on work. Right. But I'm carrying it. And it's a lot. Right. And there's days where I'm just like, I don't want to be the responsible adult mm-hmm. in the room because I'm tired. Yeah. So that's part well, of it. Well, it's also hard to go to work and to not. Oh, yeah. You know, to put someone else in charge of all those things. And then, you know, there's times that 
I've like decided all these things and Matt finds out about it afterwards and I'm like oh yeah did I not talk to you about this right he's like nope yeah (laughs) and I was like oh sorry yeah you know that's hard too like feeling like you you know like I never want my husband to feel like he's just a paycheck Mm -hmm. like he is a part of this family Mm -hmm. and that you know that's hard too Mm -hmm. it's it's hard in different ways yeah we're not saying one is worse than another no what were we talking about again? Well, I feel like we got off the rails. <laughs> we're talking about I don't know what I'm doing is yeah. the lie that some of us tell our, ourselves. And it's an easy default for position for me to go to. Mm-hmm. And I think it impacts me um, personally. It Im- I think it keeps me from reaching out, doing new things, fully expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it ke- I think it keeps me from enjoying the risks in life yeah. that you take, too. You know, because I want to, I, I want to be like I feel alive when I'm doing new things. I feel alive when I'm creating, and I think if, um, well, if I believed that lie, we wouldn't have this podcast. That's true. Because all I did was say to you one day, "Hey, I want to do a podcast," and you were like, "Okay, when do we start? What are we talking about?" Yeah. And we've we've been figuring it out as we go along. Yeah. So. No, I still, every time you text me and we're, you're like, we have this many downloads or we have, you know, we got this shout out or whatever. I'm still like, but like us, like we like did people this? know we don't know what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> like, but that's where my mind goes. Like, mm-hmm. I do know what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. I'm an, an, an Owen expert mm-hmm. and I'm here to talk about my son as his mom. I am his expert. Mm-hmm. So I do know what I'm talking about. But my reaction, my first reaction is to downplay it. And be like, no, 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 no. Please don't think good things about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I wonder why. Like, why can't we take in the good? Why is it so hard to take in the good You're sometimes? You're the therapist. You tell me. <sighs> I can't find one that takes my insurance. What? <laughs> you can't. Still looking. <laughs> You can't find... Um, if you're a therapist in the greater Columbus area that takes stigma, please let me know. Cigna? Yep. I thought you said stigma. Oh, stigma. Sig- stigma. Stigma insurance? Can you say buttons? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> buttons. I, I don't understand how I'm saying it wrong. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Do like my, you, my wolf buttons. Do you... So besides the imposter syndrome, or I don't know what I'm doing... Um, do you have another lie that you want to share? Oh, do I ever? Let me let me hear all about it. I am a bad mother. Mm, this is a big one. How many of y'all, how many of you moms out there feel like a bad mom? Raise your hand, but only if you're not driving. You can drive with one hand. Well, that's true. Um, but you know what? Can I, before you get into this, how this resonates with me, what I hear myself saying when you say like, oh, I'm a bad mom. Like, I will go around jokingly and be like, I didn't win any Mother of the Year awards today. Right. You know, or hashtag mom fail. Right. Um, I mean, it shows up in kind of sinister little ways in our everyday language. Yeah. Right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in this day and age with all the, you know, T-shirts and all the, you know... I don't know. Like it's, it's getting like more accepted. Mm-hmm. You're like the hot mess mom. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's okay to talk about that now. Mm-hmm. Before it wasn't. You had to be like this picture perfect Joan June Joan Cleaver mm-hmm. June. 
I thought you were going to say Joan Crawford. I was going to be like, no more wire hangers. I do, I do like Joan Crawford. <laughs> uh, no, who's the Leave it to Beaver girl lady? Mm. Was her name June? I think it was June, yeah. I okay. think it was June Crawford. I don't know. Cleaver. More research. <laughs> Cleaver, we need, right? June Cleaver? We need a research person. Oh, gosh, we do. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah, you know, so it is more accepted now to be like that. I don't know what I'm doing. My kids, you know, wore pajamas to school today. My kid wears pajamas to school four days a week. Mm-hmm. We had a whole Marco Polo conversation about this. Uh huh. Remember, we were going back and forth like hashtag mom fail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So this is you know something I say to myself all the time. I'm a bad mom. My kids deserve better than me. Um, I'm screwing them up. It's my fault. My son has autism. It's my fault. He has a mental illness. You know, these are things that I tell myself all day long. This is my my loop that runs. Um, you know, being a mom is hard and we need to talk about it. You know, there's been times that I feel like I can't talk about, you know, how being a mother is hard because people will say like, will you ask for this? You know, you, people have said that to you. Oh yeah. Oh my God. You got pregnant. You knew that it was going to be like this. You know, you don't get to complain now. And first of all, nowhere and what to expect when you're expecting. Did it prepare me for having a child with autism? Right. It does, there's no chapter on if your child develops a mental health problem. Right. Yeah. Nobody. It never occurred to me Mm-mm. that I would have a special needs child. Mm-mm. That happened to other people. That doesn't happen to me. Well, guess what? I've got two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, what what did you do today? Did you yell at your kid? Did you give them Oreos for breakfast? Did you let your 10-year-old play Fortnite for five hours so that he would leave you alone? Caleb? <laughs> Poor Caleb. I've done all those things. <laughs> right. And guess what? They're still alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A wise woman once told me that... Only good moms worry that they're bad moms. Bad moms don't know they're bad moms. So if you were actually a bad mom, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't be racked with guilt. You wouldn't lay at work at, at, at work. No, you wouldn't lay awake at night worrying that you're screwing everything up. You wouldn't apologize and you wouldn't try to do better the next day. You deserve grace because this is hard. Kids are nuts. Life is nuts. All the expectations are nuts. If you don't meet all of those expectations every day, that's fine. Give yourself grace. Are your kids alive at the end of the day? Great. They come in Oreos? Who cares? You know, every mistake you make helps you grow. It helps your children grow. It helps your bond grow stronger. Me and my kids are figuring this out together. I'm figuring out how to be their mom. They're figuring out how to be kids. And we're going to be fine. So you are enough. And you're a good mom. That's all there is to it. Amen. I feel like I just went to church. Boom. I love it. Um, Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. And I think the expectations, looking at the expectations that are Mm -hmm. that we place on ourselves, Mm -hmm. we typically tend to do it to ourselves. Um, 
I mean, let's kind of get into, so how do we tear down these lies, right? How do Mm -hmm. we defeat them? I think first is looking at what expectations are you placing on yourself? You know, are they realistic? Right. I mean, and these can change. Like there's days where I feel like I'm superwoman. You Mm -hmm. know, everybody got breakfast, everybody got lunch, everybody got dinner, everybody looks good going out of the house. Isn't that funny? Do you... Do you deal with that? I deal with that. What? Like, looking good? Going out of the house? Well, no. The whole thing is, like, if my kid walks out of here looking like they live on the street, I feel like that's a reflection on me. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> you're you're not. Can you tell me how you got to that Zen place? Because um, there's so many other things that we have to worry about. Listen, Owen wore thrift store footies to school. God today, love him. Monday and Tuesday. God. It's 95 degrees outside. I know. I don't care. God you have him. pants on. Right. It's not it's not a battle for Owen who has so many sensory issues. It's it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Right. That's not a battle I'm going to pick. Right. So he honestly wears pajamas or Batman costumes most of the time. Right. If you see us at Aldi, he might be wearing a cape with his footies. Right. Yes, he's almost nine years old. No, I don't care. Right. Right. That's not just, that's just not for me an area that I'm going to put my mental energy into. Gotcha. Mine is going to be more. Is he being safe? Is he being safe? Is he cussing me out right now? Right. You know, there's so many other things. Right. Well, I I mean, I, yeah, because my thing, and maybe it's because of the way I grew up, but my thing is like, if my kid walks out of the door and they don't look well, like Mm -hmm. it's a, like if it's a reflection on me. So, and that's what, so I need to work on that. So first of all, looking at the expectations you place upon yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know we always say stuff like this, like, but you do have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a choice on whether or not you're going to give your energy, like you just told us, to those expectations. Yeah. Are they realistic? And which ones are you going to choose to give your energy to? Right. Your your expectations. What did you say when I got here? What did I say? Oh, my house was a mess. Mm-hmm. It is, friends. Like, it's, And what did I say? You said, I don't give a... <laughs> I don't care. Right. I don't care how your house looks. <laughs> right. You know, I don't care if you brushed your hair today. Oh, I did, but I haven't taken a shower yet. I took a shower 13 minutes before I had to be here. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts that show off all my varicose veins. Guess what? Because it's I don't 95 care. degrees outside. Yeah. On October 3rd. <sighs> on Mean Girls Day. Oh, we got to talk about that. Oh, so, okay. Uh, just my favorite day of the year. So you can also ask yourself, what is the evidence for this lie? What does this mean? Um, so where is the hard evidence for the lie that I am not enough? Like, is, is there someone out there keeping score? Like, is there a trophy that I get for like... You were enough today. Congratulations. You know, business idea. Have you seen those adulting stickers? We need to get some of those. Yeah. And like hand them out to people. You get a sticker like, I brushed my hair today. Right. <laughs> I paid my bills on time. I almost, my favorite one. I almost went to the gym. <laughs> that's, that's, I need that one. I like it. But yeah, you have to ask yourself, like, where's the hard evidence that you are not enough or that you are too much? Or where's the hard evidence that your image doesn't stand up to Jason Momoa's? Jason Momoa's, right? Is that weird that we're women comparing our images to Jason Momoa? I mean, 
listen, he's the only perfect being that's walked this earth since Jesus Christ went to live in heaven. So I feel so, like it's appropriate. So Jason Momoa is the second coming. Listen, Jason Momoa knows what he's about. I don't need to tell him. Lisa Bonet can tell us. How many times can we talk about Jason Momoa in one episode? Do you think they're going to put a restraining order against us? I don't know. Like, okay. ladies, calm down. So ask yourself this question. What is the evidence for this lie? Um, and really, if you look at it, there is no hard evidence that I'm not enough. There is no hard evidence that I am too much. This is just a, a, a belief, a lie that I tell myself, you know, when I'm feeling defeated, when I'm feeling down. You can also ask yourself, does this lie hurt me or help me? So if you think about the lie, I don't know what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. That hurts you because it keeps you from new experiences. It keeps you from enjoying life. It keeps you from being creative. It keeps you from uh, experiences, you know, throughout your day, Mm -hmm. throughout your month. Um, So ask yourself, does this lie hurt me or help me? Another one that you can ask yourself this question is this lie logical, a logical way to think, or does it make sense to think this way? Um, again, it kind of goes back to the hard evidence thing, mm-hmm. like logically speaking, taking everything into account of who you are, your entire picture of your life. Are you really not good enough? Mm-hmm. Do you really not know what you're doing? You know, think about all the things that that negates that you were competent in, that you have accomplished, that, you know, your kids see in you or that your partner sees in you. Um, It's really not a logical way to think when you believe these lies. Yeah. So you can ask uh, yourself those questions. The last step would be to put some affirmations together. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have affirmations that work for you, or should I say mine? Oh, do I have affirmations yes. on my body? Yeah. You betcha. Let's give, let's give some examples of the affirmations that work for us. Um, so one of my affirmations is worth the fight. Mm. So I have worth the fight tattooed on my arm in my handwriting that I got after a particularly bad IEP meeting mm-hmm. uh, when I was feeling like... Why am I fighting? Why is this so hard? I'm so tired. You know, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. All this pain, all this anxiety, all these meetings. And then I look at my son and he is worth it. He is worth the fight. I don't care. I will go to the ends of the earth to get him what he needs because he is worth it. So anytime I'm feeling like, Maybe it's not. I just have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And it's right here on my arm that I see every day. <laughs> and that's very a good, accessible. That's a good <laughs> reminder. Um, I also have one on my body and I, it's up by my collarbone and it says someday this pain will be useful to you. Um, and I took that. I actually if it's uh, if this is silly. I got it from watching an episode of The Walking Dead. Oh, but it comes from a philosopher, Ovid, 
who lived a really long time ago. And it's it Before was Before cheese or after cheese? Uh, probably right around the time of cheese. Oh, cool. And uh, is that our new, it's not before after Christ. And you, it's before after cheese. Yeah. I love it. It's not before cheese or after cheese. Um, so it says the whole thing, and it was originally written in Latin. It says, like, be patient and tough. Someday this pain will be useful to you. Nice. And I, I honestly believe that because when I look back at my life and when I listen to other people's stories regularly – you know, we're not talking so much about when things went really, really well, like, oh, I got this great new car or this fantastic new job. Mm-hmm. It's we're usually processing through the pain mm-hmm. of life and we're processing through like this is what got me to where I am today. And I would not be the person that I am today had I not experienced the pain that I went through, um, all of the the trauma and the the grief and mm-hmm. the darkness. I I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I think I'm a pretty cool person most of the time. Yeah, you are. Thank you. So, yeah, someday, when you're in the middle of it, it sucks to think about it, but someday this pain will be useful to you. Absolutely. That's one of my affirmations. So, um, I want to encourage all of you. Oh, one more. Can I, I do have, one? I have one more, too. Do you have one more? Okay. All right, go ahead. Mine would be to surround yourself with good people. People that lift you up, people that speak truth and, you know, don't waste your time on people that make you feel bad about yourself. I can sit at home and feel bad about myself all day long. I don't need anyone else to help me. So find yourself a fingernail of trust. Find yourself a group of women you can be yourself with. Find a good partner. Find a good therapist. Find somebody that you can be authentic and that will speak truth over you. Do not waste your energy on people that bring you down a freaking men i love it okay here's my last my last one is um and i got this from my dad who stole it from jesus Mm. um but my dad um shout out to my pop who would always say this to me when i was like sad or hurting or down he would say oh you little faith why do you doubt um and that did come from a story in the Bible where Jesus was reaching out to one of his apostles. They were scared, drowning, walking on water. And Jesus reached out. They asked for help. And he said, why do you doubt? And it just reminds me that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we wrestle with as special needs parents is bigger than we could ever have wrapped our hands around. And that there's another that is holding me and, comforting me and protecting me and has my best interest at heart and is for me not against me Mm -hmm. um and so I just have to thank my dad for instilling that little seed of faith and in me and and reminding me why do I doubt I don't need to doubt yeah thanks Jerry he's Jerry right yeah he's awesome yeah he doesn't have another name yet (laughs) <laughs> we haven't given him any any nickname. So, um, I hope this has been helpful to all of you listening today. Yeah. And let us know, what are some lines that you believe? Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear about them when you hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. And um, I'm going to close it with, you know, what we usually talk about. I really do hope that if you are feeling like you need to talk to somebody, you can find somebody after listening to this. Um, so... 
family, here is to the complexity in our journeys, the highs and the lows. And may those who observe us do so with compassion, compassion especially for our amazing kiddos. Thanks for talking with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.